0: Barry and I put an offer down on a house. Everyone else is prioritizing like their significant other over me, which makes complete sense. <laughs> like, I'm so, so afraid of being wrong in like every area of my life. Do you think that you spend a lot of time thinking about what other people think of you? Like 99% of the time. I got into grad school. Oh! <laughs> Back. We're back. <laughs> we missed you and we are sorry. It's taken us a while to get our beep together. <laughs> As if <we> never come <laughs> here. I don't know, our to <laughs> new
1: approach. Um yeah, life has just gotten really crazy. I think we've just been spending a lot of time with our families. Like honestly, I haven't seen Janice
0: in a month. Oh, I maybe. Think it's like a month and a half. Since Coachella? That last time I saw you? Yeah, and we only saw each other at Coachella for maybe like 30 minutes and next. that was it. Yeah, mm. So really, this is just going to be an episode where Emily and I catch up on each other's lives mm. and you get to watch or listen. Exactly. So hi, my name is Janice. My name is Emily. And this is four years later where we talk
1: about the unglamorous parts about being in our mid-twenties as Asian American women all four years after college.
0: I still got it. I was, (laughs) I was going to say, we didn't even rehearse that one and it just came muscle memory. I was like, okay, she's going to wing it.
1: I know. I was like, okay, I really got this, but I guess it's like ingrained in my
0: mind. You say it at least (laughs) once a week. At (laughs) At least. At least. least. Um, Um, And then you also hear it a bunch of times. That's true. That's true. Anyways, Mm. what, I don't know if you want to start first or if, if you, you go. (laughs) (laughs) okay well I guess
1: I have like a really 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 big update and honestly it's gonna be as big news to everyone as it is to myself yeah because Janice and I like we weren't really chatting too much this past week and all of this happened within about 14 hours um so yeah I feel like you didn't even know that I was that seriously looking. Okay, and I well, didn't know. Okay, well, you've
0: been like a jet setter around California mm. with your family's graduation and things like that. So, yeah. I didn't know that you were already in the process of looking at things. Yes. Um and just like really ha- I mm. I thought you were going to start maybe in June or something.
1: I honestly so essentially um Barry and I put an offer down on a house or on a townhouse in West LA and Yay! in a very unusual situation, we got accepted and it was our first offer. So it's a very big adult move to make. I had no idea that it was going to happen this fast because Barry and I really have just started kind of talking about all of this stuff and... I didn't think that we would end up finding something that we really liked until much, much later. Yeah. I was preparing for, like, even next year maybe.
0: I think that makes sense. Um, First of all, congratulations. I'm really happy for you and proud. This is a huge step for you. It's a big step. And Mm -hmm. I think um, you think about these things when you're in your late 20s, but you never are fully mentally prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And even when you start looking, it takes – Everyone says it takes a while to get to a price and Mm -hmm. a place that you like, and you found it within the first few days of looking. So, okay, I started, like, seriously looking probably
1: in, like, March, but I didn't find anything I really liked. Like, in fact, when I would go to open houses, it was just me. Like, I would just go by myself. I didn't bring Barry or anything. So I feel like that also probably didn't make it as – serious and real because it was just by myself um and of course I would like send like my family the Redfin links and whatever but it just didn't really feel real and then like our realtor she she's really good at like pushing Barry and I or pushing me to like go to open houses and stuff like even if I'm just like whatever about the place she'll be like I think you should go look at it and so we were in Vancouver and so she sent us a link, like, did you like it? And we are like, no, we, we liked it. But I wasn't, my brain wasn't in, like, going to see house mode. I was in family mode. And she was like, okay, well, by the time you get back from your trip, like, it won't be available. And I was like, oh, well, like, it didn't bother me. Yeah. And then we got back, and she's like, you know what, if you really wanted to see it, like, I know the realtor, like, she could help you get in. So we were just like, okay, cool, we'll just go look at it. And then we saw it, we liked it a lot, but I was still kind of like, didn't feel like buying anything was real. And then we talked about it until like one in the morning. And then the next day we just told her like, if it's possible, we'd like to put an offer in. And she told us, you know, the offer window closed yesterday, but we can talk and see what your options are. And so she talked to the realtor, they opened up a few hours for us to submit it, we submitted it, and then we got it, and we beat out like four other people. So it's just like kind of been a whirlwind, it all happened really, really quickly. And I guess I'm just like, not sure what to feel, because buying property, I feel like now in this day and age, is not really su- going to be it's not going to be super common to buy a house anymore, I don't think. Why don't you think so? Cuz it's so expensive. Like I just don't feel like a lot of like the same volume of people in America are going to be buying property anymore. Because no one's going to be able to afford it.
0: But why is that like something that's affecting you?
1: I think it's because Full disclosure, if you're new here, <laughs> um, I have some money because my parents died. So they left me this money for big purchases like this. So that's helping me a lot to... It's the only reason why I'm able to like, buy something. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to afford it. So I feel like, like because of that, like I don't know anyone except for one friend who's like, bought property... And so it just feels like it's a huge privilege I'm able to do it, but I'm not able to, like, relate to my friends about it because no one else is, like, doing this at the same time as me.
0: Is that – so we, like, kind of talked about this on the phone when you first got it. Mm -hmm. Is that – and you were feeling bittersweet. Mm -hmm. Is that part of the reason why you feel like – you're not sure about the house? Because there is a seven-day window where you can say, just kidding. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, "Mm, actually, you changed my mind. (laughs) Um, I think, like, overall, it's been my entire hesitation with, like, buying a house, like, the whole process of it. Uh, It's, like, just that it doesn't feel like something anyone else is doing. And I don't know. I guess maybe this sounds, like, really... Um, maybe this is probably a problematic thing to say, but like like when I was getting engaged, like none of my friends were getting engaged at the same time either. And a lot of my friends were single. So then it's like I'm doing this thing that no one else in my friend group is doing. And so even though society-wise it's like this is what this is what's um You should get to Yes, by this age or what's deemed like appropriate age to be getting engaged, it still felt lonely. That I couldn't, sh- I couldn't like relate to my experience with like a friend's experience.
0: Does it feel like, like if you and I were hanging out, mm-hmm. you would be able to tell me, but then you wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to laugh about it or be like, oh my god, I know how you're feeling because this, this, this. Or right. Remember when this happens, or watch out for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the sharing of the stories is like, it's
1: very comforting. It's kind of like when, this is so morbid, but like I got to spend a lot of time with one of my aunts and we shared a hotel room and like it was so fun because I got to really like ask her a lot of questions about her life and she has lived a really tragic life in terms of people in her life that has passed away. And so her and I connect a lot about that. And uh, when I tell her, oh, I like, think about this so much when i think about my mom or my dad she can be like oh yeah like when this happened with her with my uncle when he passed away or like with her dad when my papa passed away like we're able to she can come back and say like when this happened to me and have her experience whereas if i talk to like a friend about it they might have a really empathetic response but they wouldn't be able to draw on a personal experience
0: i think that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. i guess My question – or what I'm trying to understand is, like, is you feeling like you're not um, going with the flow or Mm -hmm. in the group and your friends aren't able to relate Mm -hmm. affecting your decision or affecting the way you feel about your decision and Mm -hmm. making you question it? Like, would you – I guess, would you rather – not buy this house. And then when everybody is buying a house, then you also buy a house.
1: Kind of. But what does that mean? I don't know. Like, why do I want... Or I, maybe I can hear Barry's voice in my head. You're a follower. <laughs> I,
0: just, I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe I was thinking just, that. like... I just... But well, I also understand it. Yeah. Because, like, all of my friends are in relationships. mm mm-hmm and I'm the only single one, Mm -hmm. and I'm actually really (laughs) enjoying it, Mm -hmm. but it does get lonely, and I do wish that there was someone that was also single in my friend group where maybe not so much relate, but I could go to events with, right? Like Mm -hmm. I could go to parties, and Mm -hmm. I can go to certain things with, um, Mm -hmm. and because everyone else is prioritizing their significant other over – me, which makes complete sense, <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking about mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about the relatability thing. Yeah. Although yeah. at the same time, I'm just trying to understand, like, if that, uh, I'm still trying to understand how it would affect my decision. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like
1: maybe it's a me thing.
0: Like, no, but it's important to work it out, right? Yeah. Okay, let's... Okay, what if every single one of your friends mm-hmm. was buying a house today? Yeah. What would you do? i feel pressured.
1: Like, I, I need to, like... I'd want to also be, like, in the same
0: But then you'd be place. stressed, right? Because you'd be yeah, like, be okay, stressed. I need to do it while everyone's doing it, and if I don't, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be the last one without a house, and everyone's going to have a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to be in the experience versus like ahead of it or you don't want to be a trendsetter where you're like alone yeah but then you also don't want to be a complete follower in the back yeah you want to be doing it when everyone's doing
1: it or around the same time I guess that everyone's doing it so you can all have like I like it becomes um an experience I like yeah I like being in the same place in life at the same time. Wait, it's like, it's like I tell Moet all the time, like, we have to plan our pregnancies at the same time <laughs> so we can be pregnant <laughs> together. Like <laughs> okay.
0: that, like that. I think this makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so superficial for me to no, base No, because then on you that. have support. Right. If you're mm. pregnant together, you'd be like, "I just read this book," yeah. And then you'll be like, "Well, I just found this blog," yeah. Or like, I just found this mom group. No idea. I've never been pregnant, but I'm Same. just guessing. <laughs> that maybe some of these things. Right. Yeah. I found this class, mm-hmm. so maybe you want to be like, "I found this
1: house. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go look at it. Yeah. Together, or like, maybe she would be able, or someone would be able to say like." Oh, but do they have... It's kind of like like last night I was telling Jenny, my friend that has a house, and after like, asking her for advice and stuff, and she was like, oh, well, did you get the um, HOA disclosures? And I was like, no. Oh, did you get... And she started listing some things that I should have asked, and I didn't, but I asked this morning. <laughs> but like things like I get that it. where I'm like, oh, it's cool that like she already knew what to do. But she had to do it alone, too. She did do it alone,
0: but she had her parents. So maybe the thing is like you, because it's such a new experience, you Mm -hmm. don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so you want to be with a group so Mm -hmm. that you guys can help each other out and make sure you're not missing anything and you're not making the biggest mistake ever.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's how I live my life in general. Like I'm always so worried that... Like, if I don't get the advice from someone that, like, knows what they're doing, then I'm going to miss something major. And it's going to, like, like, I'm going to fall. But also, I also think maybe this is a specific situation where, yes, like, I wish that my friends were all doing the same thing as me at the same time for everything. But, like... If my mom was here guiding me through the process, I feel like I would feel a lot more relief in that situation, too. Because I think I just want someone to tell me I'm doing a good job and I picked the right place. I want someone to be like, oh, my God, like, this was perfect. You have to get this now. Like, the only person saying that to me is my realtor. Someone order.
0: validating your um, decision. decision that's yeah. objective, Versus your realtor, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and, and like, we're, if it was my mom or my dad, like, they have my best interests in mind always. Yeah. So they would be able to, like... My mom would probably have flown up here to, like, go, like, look through it with me, right? Where, like, I have Barry
0: and me, and we've never done this before. But what if, even though you, like, your friends aren't buying a house, mm-hmm. you invite a friend to go with you?
1: Yeah, I know. I think it's still, like... Like, if I was going with my friend to go look at things at something that I like wasn't privy to, like didn't understand it would be kind of just like a a tag along like, I don't
0: think so, you don't think so I think it could be different, like let's say you bring me <laughs> <laughs> i't I, okay, I, I can't think of anyone right now, Ooh. but let's say you bring me, right, yeah. Whatever. You pick the right person to bring, mm-hmm. which is somebody that is curious. Mm-hmm. I ask a shit ton of questions and it annoys everyone at some point. And I make so many comments every time. But this is that was a sidetrack. Anyways, you bring me. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know what we're looking for, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in my head, I'm like, this is something I need to learn anyways. So I might as well ask all the questions that I have now. And you have someone else there asking stupid questions with you. Mm-hmm. And maybe questions that you didn't even think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And bringing that perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's okay not to know everything because then that way I'll cover gaps that you didn't cover and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then it's a we're technically in the same position Where we're both, we both don't know what we're doing. We're both looking at houses. Mm -hmm. And that is someone that's sharing that experience with you, right? That's true, I guess. Because if all your friends were buying houses at the same time, everyone mm -hmm. would be starting from square one. Like everyone would be not knowing what they're doing.
1: Yes, but also they would have such like a, it's different when you are looking non-seriously than when you're looking seriously. Right, like you would have. Of course, you're going to have a lot of questions because that's who you are, and I would so appreciate you having all those questions. But then, like, if you yourself were also buying a house, you'd probably have your dad or your mom in your ear, being like, "Well, Janice, did you think about this? You think about this? Things that you never thought about that you would maybe then tell me." And like, I just feel like the like how serious it is would like make the difference.
0: But. It's not like I'm 18 and I'm just like tagging along. Like this is something that I want to do soon too, right? Mm-hmm. So I would treat it seriously. But yes, maybe There's I'll no have urgency, my parents though. But I would still be asking the same questions because you and I would mm-hmm. still be looking at the same like level of tier of houses, right? Yeah. And I would only ask my parents once I start like really, really deciding, mm-hmm. but I am someone who, you know this about me, like I need to know everything and know mm-hmm. that I've done everything in my, uh, on my own mm-hmm. with all the information that I've gathered and then approach other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. For help. But I think that's still better than like doing it by yourself
1: mm-hmm. or feeling like you.
0: Yeah, it's true. Like, even if I ask one extra question that you hadn't thought about, yeah. that's one more thing that now you know that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. But because you brought someone with you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: now you know. And maybe that's something that your parents would say. And then yeah. that could trigger your other thoughts, too, yeah. to how you could help yourself. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I think that's a good idea. But I get it. It's like having, having a professional there. hmm to make – it's almost like they can see the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because you don't know what's in the future and you don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. you need them to tell you mm-hmm. what the future is like so it's less scary. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I think it also goes back to this idea that Barry <laughs> says I need to work on, which is the fear of being wrong. Like I'm so, so afraid of being wrong in like every area of my life and it's the people pleasing part and maybe growing up as like the oldest Asian daughter influenced too but I never want to be wrong whether it's choosing the, like the property that I'm gonna buy being wrong at work being wrong with my friends being wrong in any way and so it's like something I'm I don't know how hard I need to work on it maybe a little bit harder no this I think about sense. it a lot
0: um, do you remember when I had that existential crisis? Emily called it an existential crisis, and I called it an enlightenment. Mm-hmm. I think this perfectly segues into that, mm-hmm. where uh, for so long I was afraid that any every decision I had was either right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And the wrong would lead to something like, life-threatening or Mm -hmm. just ending. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the Asian mentality that you grow up with, where I grew up with, where you are afraid to fail and every decision always seems like there is it's black or white. Mm -hmm. When I think in reality, it's gray. Um, But when I was growing up, I had a fear of taking risks because... I was so afraid to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why we're so afraid to be wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: But my enlightenment was when I realized I don't think every decision has, like, a right or wrong. And it's okay to make the so-called wrong decision if you can learn from it. Um. And the reason why I came to this whole realization was because everyone knows I lost my job. And I used to think at work that if I did one wrong thing, I'd be fired. Or if mm-hmm. I did ro- yeah. one wrong thing, my career would come crashing and burning. Yeah, And I worked so hard to add value to a company even if they didn't care about me, I mm-hmm. worked and I, I spent so much time stressing and worrying and mm-hmm. really trying to like solidify my place. And in the end, all that work still ended me without a job. Right. And that was always the scary part. Like what happens if I lose my job, right? Mm-hmm. But then when it really happened, I just need to pivot my direction. But my friends are still here. My family's still here. It's so scary thinking about it because you don't know what to expect. But then when it Mm -hmm. happens, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, Mm -hmm. we just pivot. Mm -hmm. But it's not – like, I've always been afraid to be wrong Mm -hmm. until this happened to me where I'm like, it's actually not that scary if you're wrong Mm -hmm. or if you take a risk or you do something bad. If Mm -hmm. you have the support to pick it back, pick yourself back up hmm yeah I think it makes
1: sense that it takes like one really horrible thing to happen where you're like oh well okay like I'm alive yeah you know <laughs> so obviously I'm gonna be okay but it is hard to think about like what the next step is after you are wrong I feel like nowadays I know that even if the worst possible thing happens to me because it already did then like I know I can pick myself up I feel like it's the little day-to-day things like not or maybe not day-to-day things the smaller things about being wrong like I don't like being wrong for instance I don't like being wrong in an argument with Barry because then it makes me look bad and I don't like being wrong at work because it makes
0: me look dumb or like But when you are wrong at work, Mm -hmm. those are the times when you remember, like, what to check, right? You add that to your checklist of things that you want to correct.
1: Yeah, but it still makes me feel horrible. And I, like, have a mini
0: spiral. And
1: I have to, like, remind myself that I'm not going to get fired because I
0: made a small mistake. I think that's the way we probably grew up where it's like, if you did something wrong, you were punished for it. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, something bad's going to happen if you do something wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think that's like where I'm going with it is that
1: it, maybe it's about my ego. Where if I'm wrong, then uh, I just, I don't like the way I'm perceived. I don't like the way I'm perceived when I'm wrong. I get
0: that. I also think that we think everybody cares, but we're probably the only one that cares the most, yeah. and yeah. remembers and holds on to it for the longest. Yeah, definitely. Like, when I lost my job, I everyone knows this. I was so worried about what everyone thought about me. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure nobody is going about their day right now being like, what's Janice up to? Remember when she lost her job? Like, yeah. that's yeah. so embarrassing. Or mm-hmm. I don't even know what they, no one's thinking of me because everyone has their own mm-hmm. shit that they're so worried and consumed with that they don't have time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even your your manager is like, it's okay, Emily. And then I'm sure he's like, I don't even remember that time when you did whatever. I know. But it's, it's just something we have to remind ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think I'm so actively working on it because I feel like it it wastes so much time when you focus on all of that stuff. I'm like waste, I'm just like wasting precious time of my day. Where but I'm I'm I, but I like, think it's okay.
0: Like for a while, it's okay. Because like if you resist it, and if you're like no, 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 like move on, move on. I think that makes mm-hmm. it worse. Maybe, but then I'm also just like, like kind of wallowing for a hot
1: minute or yeah. I'm like, like saying really horrible things to myself in my brain and putting myself down a lot. Like just I'm just so embarrassed. And I, don't, I didn't used to really get that embarrassed for things. Like growing up, like I, like I was the butt of so many jokes and I would laugh with everyone else. lot because i grew up in a white town a lot of racist jokes but i didn't understand them so i thought it was funny so i never i just never got embarrassed it took a lot to really get me and then now what made you start i don't know this is why i'm like i feel like it's a new it's a new thing with me now like i'm i remember like sometimes my friends would be like telling me oh i'm having a really bad day like my my mind's being really mean to me today, and I'll be like, "Well, what does that sound like?" And they would tell me like they would, they would tell me like all the things they're saying to themselves. Yeah. And I have feelings like that too all the time, but it was never to the intensity that like they would talk about. Like it would, it would. I don't know how to describe what it would be like, but for me in my brain, it would be like, "Well, Emily, you're like you're you're just not a very smart person. Like you're just like you know not really cut out for this job, or like you're just." probably got this job on mistake like and now it's finally showing to everyone that like maybe this was like a hiring error and stuff like things like that that are just like so mean um and now those voices are just louder I don't know why though
0: do you think it's because you have more to lose or you feel like you have more to lose hmm we're like maybe when you were younger, mm-hmm. what would really happen if you, like someone made a joke, but now if you don't perform at work, mm-hmm. it's like, I could lose my job. And then after you lose your job, I don't have money to pay for my apartment. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have money for food or and yeah. judgment on top of actual things that could happen to you. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe. I feel
1: like it's like more recent though than just even the workforce like starting work like post pandemic kind of thing. That's
0: I mean I feel that mm-hmm. but then also it's been a part of me that it's it's always been loud for me. Mm-hmm. And the more I'm alone the the louder like all the doubts start to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same cuz
1: you're allowing yourself to think about it.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to think about like what I would do to counteract all those thoughts. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think there's for me either I watch Netflix and just try to numb it, mm-hmm. which sounds sad, or I like try to do something per that will help me either learn from my mistake mm-hmm. or um, stop thinking about it. Like, if I'm feeling bad, maybe I'll go on a walk. And then that way I'll have one thing off my checklist so at least I don't feel like I wasted the rest of the day. That's true. So I try not to let, like, that one moment ruin it. Yeah. Um, so easy to do. It is. And I think going back, like, maybe to this house – where you're feeling like you're scared to be wrong, Mm -hmm. every time something unexpectedly bad happens, you can be like, well, I know this for my next house. Because it's not going to be your final house, right? Yeah, no, it's not. So, and that's why I'm thinking, like now when you see – I don't know, TV shows where people have multiple houses. Like they sell one, they buy another. Mm -hmm. I feel like every single time they do that, they learn something about one thing that they didn't like or they liked that they want to bring into the next experience. Mm -hmm. And maybe that'll help take the stress and the pressure off of like, this house has to be the end-all, be-all, and the perfect one. Because it doesn't. It's just the starting one. It's just your first. I know.
1: No, you're so right. And as you were saying that, I was thinking in my head all the things that I was telling myself about why it needed to be perfect. And it. I think it just comes back to like, I'm just so afraid someone else will notice something that I did wrong in the process and then like call me out on it, which is so dumb. But like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like saying it out loud, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm letting that someone else's judgment that doesn't really matter because I'm not living in it. You know, and I don't even know what the judgment would be. I'm just scared of it.
0: But the good thing is that if you're first, everyone else is behind you. So no, you're the smartest one. Maybe. Like no one's going to, and even if people like, what would, I guess we don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's exactly why I'm like terrified. Like I did something wrong and I have no idea what it is and it's going to be too late and they're going to point it out and then I'll be a fuck.
0: But nobody knows the pro like, unless you say something, right? All people are going to see is just the house.
1: I'm so afraid of the judgment of other people because I judge people so hard. And so I'm like, well, I know what I would say if someone, you know... I don't know. But you
0: wouldn't say it to that person, right? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. So but you would never know. It. Ignorance is bliss. I'm a I full know. believer in ignorance is bliss now. So
1: am I. So am I. But then I think it's
0: still like the fact that they could think that still like gets me. Okay. Here's a new thought or a question for you. Do you think that you spend a lot of time thinking about what other people think of you? Like ninety-nine percent of the time. Of my time, I spent thinking about what someone else could be thinking about me. Is that what you do? Yes, and no. <laughs> I think I used to. Okay. And after I lost my job, mm-hmm. but also, like, slowly mm-hmm. before that, too, mm-hmm. I'm like, I really don't care what other people think of me because. I'm my worst critic and mm. I'm exhausted from beating myself up that I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I say that now and mm-hmm. I, I know I'm going to care what other people think of me when the time comes. and, mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm almost so tired of constantly beating myself down that I just want complete silence in my head yeah and so I distract myself or I try to spend it doing my hobbies Mm -hmm. because then at least I know even if I feel shitty about myself at the end of the day I'll feel productive like I did something to help myself be a better person or like really give myself the chance to explore something does Mm -hmm. that make Mm -hmm. sense it makes sense I hear,
1: no, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I think it's, but it's so hard. But it's hard, Easier yeah. said
0: than done. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Because you still want to care what people say. But I guess, mm-hmm. okay, the way I think about it is like if I sit here and I'm constantly thinking about what people are thinking of me, mm-hmm. that time that I'm using, mm-hmm. I'm going at the end of the day to look back and be like, why did I spend five hours thinking about that? Mm -hmm. I wasted five hours. And then I'm going to feel even worse about myself. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, if those people are thinking about me Mm -hmm. and they're thinking about me for five hours and judging me for five hours, Mm -hmm. they just wasted five hours of their life thinking about me, Mm -hmm. I should be using that five hours to think about me too and better myself. And in Mm -hmm. the end, maybe they think I'm below them now, but I'm going to be better than them Mm
1: -hmm. because they're
0: wasting their time Mm -hmm. and I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. But it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I do think about like judgment, but Mm -hmm. I think it just takes practice. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think I'm practicing by thinking – kind of like what you're saying like okay the best thing you can do right now is to try to do better the next time then try to like change the past because you can't so I've been trying to think with that mentality but it's still yeah it's I'm I'm practicing doing it it's just, it's just hard it is mm-hmm. uh, but I I was just thinking like a lot about like I know you've talked about the judgment a lot with like the losing your job and in that mentality and like i guess i guess i'm just wanting to dig a little bit deeper yeah. into like that part for you for losing your job and like the first thing you thought about was how are people going to perceive me as being unemployed um i guess like how how did, did that affect you at all like in your next steps after losing your job? Because you went from losing your job to then um, aggressively applying for grad school. And then you were going to start aggressively applying for jobs, jobs, which now you don't have to do.
0: Because I got into grad school. Oh. <laughs> I got into business school and we are going... Mm-hmm. For free, so thank God. Um, Full ride, freaking USC. So go, no, dance. no, no, no. You, no. oh, I thought you were gonna say go Trojans, and I was like, oh. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be a traitor. Yeah, uh, it's, it's hard. Okay. It's hard, but yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. excited. I get to stay mm-hmm. in LA. <laughs> um, so okay, sorry. Excited, but anyways,
1: anyways, but I guess I don't know how to. I don't know how to segue into this without it being really, like really blunt. Just about do it, it. Just say it. But like, okay. Was there a part of you that felt like if you could just get into grad school, it would cover up any sense of judgment that you felt people
0: had towards you for losing your job? I never actually thought about that. All I thought about was like, okay, what are we doing? Mm, I don't want to feel lost. Like, I want to feel like I have a direction. What's the next step?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: I was so, I'm, well, yeah, I was so consumed with looking out for myself and making sure that I didn't just like fall off the face of the earth, Mm -hmm. that I didn't really have time to think about what other people Mm. actually thought about me or the conversations that were going on behind my back. Mm -hmm. And it helped also knowing that like everyone that I cared about and was in my life wasn't judging me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, And then I was like, okay, I don't have time to control the conversation beyond that. Mm -hmm. Those people can say what they want, but either I'm never going to see them, never going to hang out with them, and I'm never going to know what they actually think. Yeah. And I was so busy with applying to grad school, and so stressed out that the judgment, I guess, didn't really, like, I never thought about it. Okay. I think... So that kind of reminds me of something I always think about when I think about people judging me you know in high school I grew up in Asia and it's so competitive mm-hmm. like applying to college is so competitive everyone wants to get into an Aggie and all the moms live to is it humble brag or like subtle brag, whatever, mm. where they're, they're not bragging, but they're kind of bragging like, yeah. oh, my son works so hard. He never sleeps at Harvard. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you you grow up in this environment where it's super competitive and everyone's going to SAT camps and mm. all of that to get to the best college, right? Mm. And in high school, once everyone gets in, Everyone likes to share and gossip about Mm. who got into what school. Right. And it's when I was in high school, I thought it was like everything I am where I was going to school. Same. And it would, your image depended on it, right? Yeah. And respect or like people judging you. Mm -hmm. But then, and everyone would gossip about it. But then when I went to UCLA, I slowly, like, whenever I met up with a high school friend, I realized everyone was asking the same question, which is, like, where'd you go to school again, right? Mm -hmm. But these were the people that I literally gossiped about for 365 days in high school and knew every single person and where they were going to school, and I forgot when I got to UCLA.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's kind of, like, the when I go back to that example or when I go back to that moment, I'm like... Everyone's judging me in that moment, but then the next day, okay, next few months or year a year later, nobody remembers. Yeah. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So when like I lost my job, or when bad things happen where I'm scared of people's judgment, mm-hmm. I think back to that moment because I also realize that we've all moved on to the next chapter of our lives where there's new shit to be stressed about, mm-hmm. and you're so consumed in your own worries mm-hmm. that the only people that are going to have time to judge you are the people that have way too much time on their hands. Yeah, and true. are like living in the past.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh. true. I sound healthy. I don't know if I am. <laughs> no, it's no, it's true. I was just thinking about like how often I think about the past. And I feel like I do think about, I mean, but mine's probably more like a personal problem. I'm always thinking about like what, what was going on like a few years ago or like things like that. Yeah, but it's different, right? Like, I think, I think mine is like a me thing.
0: Like when I lost my job and you were going through things at work that were difficult, were you thinking of like, oh my God, Janice, but at least I have a job and Janice doesn't. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that. You yeah. were like, oh, shit, am I going to yeah. lose mine? Like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in everyone's head, they're all worried about that. And that's why you catch up with people because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I had no idea you were going through that. Yeah. I've been mean, so in my own world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I wasn't comparing myself to
1: you, but I was comparing myself to my coworkers.
0: yeah. I, I mean, I, I compare, too. Even yeah. now that I got into USC, I'm like, oh, is everyone going to judge me? Because that's not, like, the best business school in the world. And that's not— It's a good—it's a very it's a, good one. I but. mean, it's a great one, and mm-hmm. I wanted to stay in L.A., so— yeah, it worked out perfectly. It worked out—and per- I am so—this gr- is, like, the one of all the ones I applied to, Emily knows, that I really, really wanted. And I think about that, too. It, I was on the phone, and I was calling my grandparents in Taiwan— it's like I got in, mm-hmm. and I know they always expect me to apply for like Harvard Uh-oh. and um, I don't Wharton. I don't yeah. even know if they know Wharton. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, if I got into Harvard, would I want to go? I don't think so. Yeah, and I'm not saying that because. I don't know, pride or anything. I just don't want to live in Boston. Like, that's not my personality. Mm -hmm. And from living in places that I don't like, it's a really awful feeling that I never, like that feeling that I never want to relive is worth not going to Harvard. Agreed. Agreed. I guess that's the way I think about things. It's Mm -hmm. like, it could have been worse. Yeah.
1: That's that's a good way to think about things.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I guess. I feel like I didn't help you. No, 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 no. And I I really want to. I think that maybe the takeaway here is, like, when you're growing up, like, you think that at a certain age you're going to solve all of your problems. Yeah. And what we found is that when you get – to this milestone in your life like you still don't have things figured out or you're you're still you maybe you don't have figured out but you're finding new ways to cope with those same problems
0: yeah and i think so much of like your 20s is just really that learning that it's not that glamorous
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah those are our words of wisdom for today and this more
1: Subdued and serious <laughs> kitchen sink. janet's actually predicted it. She's like, "This is gonna be a really like, what did you say? I said it was gonna be a deep kitchen oh, a sink. A deep kitchen sink.
0: Was it? I think so. But I think that's what we're both dealing with, yeah, right now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see you at the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>